games. Yeah. You may take it away after internally counting down from seven. Hey, everyone. It's James here. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Timeline Scavengers, the podcast specifically designed to last forever. I'm James Anderson, one of your hosts, the fastest counter downer from seven you've ever, ever heard of. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. And I'm Colin Parker, uh, your other host. On this show, we're going through the MCU in historical order, scene by scene or day by day until the end of time. And I am the slowest countdowner from seven that you've ever heard of. Colin is actually still counting down from seven from when we first met. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's it's wild. I was like, count down like as if you're going from Adam's song up through a dumpweed. And we're getting like, really okay. close to four. Yeah. <laughs> Just so you know. Well, that's what Blues Traveler said in 1994. <laughs> That's a Blues Traveler album joke. And now let's move on. Uh, We are in... Hey, speaking of four, we are on day four, the fourth and final day of October 9th, 1983. This uh, quartet of a full, full full-ass day. Um, This day is thick, Colin. Mm. How many cities? Four. Four of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's very good. Representing 400 thickness. What we're going to do today, Colin, yeah, is we're going to wrap some stuff up in 1980s Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Ready? That we are. You're going to start Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 7, Episode 12, starting at 33.08. You're going to watch till the end of the episode. Then you're going to start Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 7, Episode 13, and you're going to stop at 7.41. Uh, Colin, this is actually uh, listed when I did a search for... Uh, episode 13 what we're fighting for it was listed as the end is at hand semicolon what we're fighting for because i i bet they they ran this as like a, almost like a series finale movie uh which is kind of fun yeah since they um, did two back to back i imagine that when it got split up later they probably yeah. just took out the colon yeah in there and and just separate it into two different parts for for sure and like uh the way that the credits on season 7 episode 13 start it's like a it's like uh in back to the future 2 and possibly also no back to the future 3 when they're all they're they're sleeping in duck's apartment having remet and like the credits are going and the clocks are ticking but you see them like it's like it starts in the middle of sort of the action it's like, oh, and here's credits because we have to give credits because technically this is another movie. Anyways. Like in media res credits? Uh, like uh, interstitial credits, sort mm. of. All right. So then at uh, you're going to stop 713 at 741. And then you're going to skip to 10 minutes and 12 seconds and watch for eight seconds. You're going to watch till 1020. Then you're going to stop that. And then you're going to start it again at 12 minutes and 52 seconds and turn it off at 13 minutes and 45 seconds. And here is what happens. I'm very excited uh, to tell you this. I did. You're going to notice that this is going to be MCU wiki-ease. MCU wiki-ease. Um, because I was MCU. like, I want to enjoy the episode and not summarize. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. <sighs> All right, here we go. At the Crazy Canoe, Garrett teleports the team in, and the voice immediately orders them to freeze. Before the team can react, a gun is fired, and Garrett is shot in the head and killed. I mean, just instant. It's like, 
it's too fast to even be shocking. Like, it's like, whoa, oh, okay, okay. Uh, and then if you're like me, you have complicated feelings about it that are quickly, we'll, we'll see that they're quickly sort of uh, talked away. Coulson explains to the mysterious figures surrounding them that their shield and they've, they followed the same broadcast to that location. The lead agent, Brandon Gamble, which is a great name, and this is the only episode he appears in and he's not in the comics, so they named this character, and that's it. Steps out of the shadows, followed by the agent who shot Garrett, who is revealed to be Victoria Hand, who listeners will also not know, but who we know mm-hmm. from before but after. Tiedo. Again, I this is just one of those things where I want to say, like, hold on to this memory of... Victoria Hand shooting John Garrett. Yeah. yeah. Just like just hold on to that memory. Yeah. For years at this point. Like yeah. bottle it up like you're, you know, like not Childhood going to therapy or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just bottle that one up and hold on to that memory to uh to to hold on to and to cherish. Maybe cherish, yeah. maybe? Uh, is that the word? Sure, Ch- cherish is a word. I mean, like, you know, I'm not gonna tell you how to how to handle your uh you know, right. uh, held on to uh, horror, you know, just, you know, whatever you want to do. Um, okay. The team has shown a group of packages the agents have placed on the bar. They were, and packages is in some case generous. Yeah. Um, they were apparently told to bring them here at this moment without actually knowing what they are. Colson examines them but cannot figure out what they are for. Luckily, the rest of the team shows up at the bar and Simmons seems to know exactly what to do with the pieces. She begins to assemble them while muttering something about marriage. She finishes, but there is a piece missing. Just then, an old man shows up with one last piece. He explains that he either got it from his friend Enoch or one of the Koenigs. Simmons tell, takes the last piece and uses it to open, up, to open up a hidden passage in the wall, complete with another mysterious device. I want to take a second here, because uh, I want to talk about how uh, there's only one cameo in this scene, which could have been filled with cameos. Yeah, like it could like, and I don't mean like, oh my god, it's uh, John Barton, Clint Barton's dad. There he is with young little Clint. Like I'm not talking about that. Right. I'm talking about like Brandon Gamble could have been someone. Yeah, there's a lot of agents of Shield, like yeah. canonical, that you could have thrown in there. For sure. And then the old the old man feels like you didn't want to introduce a young black man in 1931 to pay off at the end. Like mm, yeah. there were many opportunities for. Well, it looks like I'm gonna need to hire. You know, Enoch's gonna need an assistant. Hey, why don't you why don't you work? Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. And then just have him reappear in 55. Like anytime you go to the crazy canoe, just have this dude there. Yeah. And then when he shows up, you're like, oh, my God, the passages of time. But also, he's been there from the beginning. Look how long Look how long of a time span. Like, it feels like he should have been someone, and he's not. He's, he's not even given a name. Yeah. He's just old man. So it feels weird, but let's move on. They bring the new device into the, myster- the new mysterious room and attach it to the other device which is already in there. Great job, MC Wiki. Um, Simmons continues to question her marriage and suddenly realizes her ring is the final piece of the puzzle. 
She inserts it into the device and it opens up a portal to the quantum realm. That's right, the quantum realm. That quantum realm, the one that you're thinking of. Allowing a masked man to drop into the room. The man removes his, the mask, which looks an awful lot like Iron Man's mask. And finally, the team is reunited with Fitz. Leopold Fitz actually hey. in the show. A name we've mentioned many times <laughs> and everyone keeps going, who the fuck is this? And we keep going, it'll make sense. Don't worry about it. Exactly, exactly. I Watching this with us, having never watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Must be infuriating. It's, su- <sighs> it's such a wild payoff for something that you have no emotional bag emotional like ties or baggage to like true oh wow no context not a person you're like okay another man all right (laughs) i've seen seen, oh oh, great another white oh a white man here to save the day great yeah huh souring on this episode early all right we're only what uh 10 minutes in well five minutes in he tries to embrace simmons but she stops him because she still does not remember him meanwhile Sybil sees that the team has arrived in New York City, and also that there's been a, a big power outage, and there's a whole thing. They determine that the team has arrived in New York City. <laughs> Malik urges her to give him some hunters, and he can wipe them out. She explains that there is only a small chance of him, of him succeeding, but a 100% chance that this will be the last time the team will ever be together. And that's how uh, episode 12 ends, so let's get into episode 13. With the team now reunited at the Crazy Canoe in New York City, they argue... Oh, oh <laughs> it's a partial... Weird. The team is now reunited at the Crazy Canoe in New York City. They argue over what they should do and what they still, what they can still do. What they should do and what they can still do. Leo Fitz explains that they can still save the original timeline, and they are clearly frustrated by the fact that they were left to try and survive this timeline. He says something like, the only way to get back to our timeline is for you guys to survive through to right now, and they're like, that sucks for us. And he's like, I know, but you know, only one fits, baby. And he goes up for a high five for Simmons, and she does not return it because that's not she's not there yet. Nothing that happens. Fitz explains that Korra is the key to their plan working, and they can still jump through the quantum realm back to their timeline. Phil Coulson, it's, all you need is the one thing you just, it's the one item you just got, got rid of in your last spring cleaning is the one thing that you need. Oh, no. Phil Coulson stops them and explains that they cannot, in good conscience, just leave the Chronicoms to freely take over this timeline. Deke comes up with a plan to use the quantum tunnel to bring not only them, but all of the Chronicoms back to their original timeline. Um, unfortunately, they realize that someone will have to stay behind to set up the device and activate it. But Daisy Johnson points out that it will not matter because this is their last mission together anyway. Fitz is like, hey, how'd you know that? And she's like, I don't know. I've been doing this whole thing all week. And he's like, that is weird that it's only a week. And he looks at the camera. Daniel Sousa volunteers <laughs> to be the one to stay behind, but Shaw cuts him off and nominates himself instead. He points out that he is the only one who would be able to set it up. He low. He just, it's just a, he just quickly jabs at Sousa, saying that he doesn't understand how a light bulb works, and he's kind of a rock star in the 1980s anyway. Which is funny to me because uh, Daisy Johnson does she know that? Because what a weird thing to fu- learn in front of someone making a you know. A sacrifice, like, but would Susa <laughs> know that either? Technically, you know, right? They're like, "What are you? They're what like, are you talking about?" Okay, like, <laughs> sure, May buddy. knows. Yeah, that's true. But does I don't think she believes it either. 
Right. That's the best part about that. Is that like May <laughs> May quote knows this, you know. Right. Though I bet you he says, I'm a rock star, and they're all, all like, what? And then Mac just goes, uh, yeah. Like, just kind of, like, very quietly, like, <laughs> agrees, and they're just like, wait, what? Why are you agreeing with him? It's like, it's a thing. Absolutely, yeah. Again, it's been a week for y'all. Uh, over a year for us, it's a whole thing. Yeah, It's a, it's exactly. a long story. Hold on, I just want to do this math real quick. Uh, two days in 31, two days in 55, a day in 73... A day in 76, that's seven. And I mean, you know, Mac has been, but for Daisy. <laughs> yeah, for Daisy. Well, because the other thing, yeah, and then it's like however long the time loop technically lasts too, I guess. Right. But here's, right. here's a question for you, and we can move on very quick from it. Do you think that their levels of like energy and like personal being reset every time that time loop went? Or do you think they technically got a little bit more tired every time? Well, they got a little bit so like time is passing because they're moving, right? So it's just incrementally though. So I think it's sort of like a little like they lose one hit point per mm. time loop. Sort of deal. gotcha. Oh wait, that's splash damage kind of thing. One hit point splash per damage. time loop. What's it? What's it called? Uh, a damage poison damage? No. What's it? Uh, something on effect. What is it? What? Uh, what's? What's the thing where it's like where you get hit with something and there's an effect so that it lasts longer than the initial hit. Like a residual effect? Kind of, I guess. Oh, duh, DOT, damage over time. Got it, got it. Department anyway. of Transportation. Um, we can move on. I think also uh, only Daisy. True, uh, yeah, yeah. Because will be the, the one doing no. it. Yeah, everyone else gets full, gets you know, fully long rests yeah. each time. The team puts their plan into action with Shaw activating the device. Uh, one of the most James. This is not the time to insert a joke into this. Uh, into this moment things happens where they do a wait on three or after three just like it did not need to be there and i appreciated it very much for being there anyway it it makes me think of again just like the idea of like you know them not fully being on the same wavelength because of all yeah. the time that's passed again you know almost also the same way as like when he has that really good sorry mac has that really good line and then yeah, the, like the slow the, zoom in and then they sit there for a second and roxy goes of the robots? And he's like, yeah, no, uh, yeah, of yeah, the robots. Yeah. So you're like, it's like that kind of thing, you know, where it's like, yeah. okay, we've got this great line on on go or, oh, yeah. On no, three, uh, after, on, on three, damn on it. Three. God damn. You've known I've always been an on three guy. <laughs> Everyone knows that about me. I took a quiz. All right. Uh, they all managed to jump back to their timeline and take the Chronicoms with them. However, now they still have to deal with the Chronicoms in their time. Meanwhile, the other S.H.I.E.L.D. agents look to Shaw as the new guy in charge, and he accepts the position in just the way you'd want him to. Are you in charge now? Yes. Love it. On the Zephyr, Fitz tries to tell Gemma Simmons a story to help bring back her memory. He asks her about her favorite star, to which she says, Tom Holland. He says, no, that's not what I mean. <laughs> to which she answers, Alia. His face lights up and lets her know she is right. That's not That's a condensation of what happens, but it's fine. He then explains what happened to them and how they all got into this time travel mess in the first place. That's what MC Wiki literally says. He explains that he and Simmons took years to live together before finishing their time machine, taking advantage of the nature of the machine they were making. Which means that Simmons should is like significantly older than she used to be, which is kind of not significantly, but like, you know, five, mm -hmm. yeah, probably seven like five. years older. Yeah. yeah. 
Fitz explains that one of them had to stay behind to establish the link between the timelines, and it had to be him because his mind could not handle the implant that has been blocking Simmons' memories. When he finishes the story, Simmons remembers him but is still forgetting important things and cannot quite come to terms with what is happening. Fitz tells the rest of the team he has to fill them in on something else, and Coulson urges him to hurry because the enemy is coming up with a plan. And the fun thing about our show, Colin, is that they do that about a whole series later. So mm-hmm. I guess hang on to that along with who Victoria Hand is because the Victoria Hand thing will be way sooner than the other thing. But uh, yeah, we'll get the explanation of any of what else is going on in the 30s. <laughs> the 2030s. Okay. Um, oh, you mean like for our show? For Yeah, we'll get there. We'll in, get there in, in the 2030s. I understand. Okay, I was like, I don't yeah. think any uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. episodes happened in the 2030s. I was very confused for a second. Yeah, there. yeah. Got you. Colin, you. that is what happens. What, what's up? What do you, what do you think? Where are you? This is one of those fascinating things to me about the idea of. Uh, so I think we've talked about it before on air or on air as uh, on the show uh, mm-hmm. that in the beginning, technically, uh-huh. uh, things like Daredevil and uh, Agents of Shield and all this other stuff were technically part of mcu canon right then they got kind of decanonized um by the decision of folding marvel entertainment um which was the tv division back into marvel studios and effectively canceling other series except for shield which i think was technically still active through like a contract with abc they didn't necessarily they couldn't just cancel that outright um so all these other shows got canceled and then those became effectively decanonized but then also have been sort of recanonized again it's a whole thing it's a whole mess it's a there's a lot of like kevin being like eh about it like kind of throwing his hands up and like not really making a stance on it i'm assuming it's a lot of until we can find a way to fully connect it in again we're right. kind of letting it be in limbo. And I think Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., knowing that this was happening, decided to start doing alternate timelines in order to help keep it aloft and separate. Um, right. However, there are two things that happen in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the TV show, that fully do technically tie it in to the MCU post that happening. The yep. first one, spoiler alert, they do mention the fact that Thanos is coming. Right. And they yes, just yes, yes. they just say they just drop it nonchalantly, but it's also great because they're all like, "Great, who the fuck is that?" which is pretty I mean, they don't say those exact words, but it's pretty funny because they're like, "Oh, okay." Like right. again, this whole other, you know, side of the universe effectively has been like really actively going up against this man. They're and they're like, uh, "We Than Thanos? Is he thing? related to Malik or Yeah, like... they're like, "Is he like is he like another Hydra guy?" And they're like, no, you know, anyway, um, so that's that's um, that. When did when did this announcement get made? Like which movie uh in the MCU would have been right around that same time? Uh I believe that would have been right before Infinity War. Okay. Cause like because like they definitely mention stuff from Civil War and right. yeah, Winter Soldier sure. and all that stuff, but that's yeah, yeah. before that happened. I gotcha. Okay. Uh I ooh, I think Civil War would have been right around the time of the split. Which is that also why I think sense. it's even more vague. Because like 
that there's a there's a definite civil war reference. I don't remember yeah. exactly what it is, but it's one of those things where you have to when I watched it the first time I went, "Oh, S- civil war?" You know, I had to be like, they, "Is that?" Yeah, they mentioned the Sokovia accords in like oh, one they, line yes, and then yeah, that's there's it. that too. I was going to say there's also a thing where they mention I want to say they don't say literally Cap is on the run, but they say something about people being on the run or something like that. Right. And I'll right. go Fox on the run. Oh, and I'm like that's okay. That's so that's about yeah. Cap or whatever, right? Yeah. Um but yeah, it's the same thing. Uh, but yeah, for sure, like the Winter Soldier thing, obviously, because at the time they were still connected. There literally is a thing where it's like, we've talked about this before, I think, as well, where it's like the movie drops and then the next Monday there's an episode that has aftermath of the movie. That's And that's a Thor Dark World, too. That's actually more yes, Thor Dark World than, true, than yeah. that. Yeah. Um, uh, by the way, I'm when we get to Winter Soldier, I might be interested in, in recording a Patreon episode about my, my odyssey in making the timeline. Oh hell for yeah! This show sure. and Winter Soldier, please, because I have extensive notes. Hell I have yeah. notes. Okay, like cool, good. It was the it was the the one time I've been like, do I want to keep doing this? And then, uh, <laughs> it, you know, the, on the second night later, I was like, yeah, I mean, I guess. And the Colin's like, hey, what you doing? And I'm like, come closer. <laughs> <laughs> hey, pretty mama, go, oh, they're whispering in your ear, wherever that, wherever that line is from yeah. that song. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, no, okay, so. So then the other thing, besides the right, Thanos thing. Right, so besides those things, though, was this, right? Yeah. And, like, this is usage of, again, they have this mask that he's wearing that's kind of Iron Man-like, kind yeah. of Ant-Man-like. It is very reminiscent of the yeah. suits that they use in... Endgame. Endgame, right? Which is weird because again, it's 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 Marvel, but it's also it's not. You know what I mean? Like it's like, yeah. How do they get? Okay. Hey, uh, my just real quick shout out to readers of Avengers Forever. I almost mm-hmm. said it's like, what if Iron Man was Ant Man, and that's literally what happens in that. Conference. I was gonna say, I was I was gonna say, yeah. I think mm-hmm. I just saw a thing about yeah. that not that long ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but also the on the same side of that, like the quantum realm thing and like the way that the wormhole opens is is just the same like it looks it's the same graphic everything is the same and for that to me that has to be the fact that because they are marvel despite it not necessarily being marvel studios anymore they probably still use the same houses yes uh for sorry when i say houses i'm talking about uh uh special effects um like places so they probably were just like hey they probably got permission to just use the same yeah assets because it was cheaper but like i mean it is when it opens up the fact that i just was like okay so they just took it from the floor to the ceiling yeah that's like i mean it was it was like just a one-to-one and then he uh pops in but it's like it's fascinating to me that like okay i'm not saying that fitz and simmons aren't as smart as these other folks right to be very clear i think like the the, your your pims your pims starks and your banners but like it is so funny to me that, like, considering they aren't necessarily part of the main timeline, that they just nonchalantly, effectively, they're just like, eh, yeah, same, same conclusion. Hey, cool, look at us. Yeah, and it's like, what? Yeah, you know, it, and it's the same, you know, same solution. Everything. It's it's just right. so interesting. I think. I mean, like, one of the things that was struck me about Fitzsimmons is, it's like, um. DIY science, but in the bad way that's like, look what we've just discovered. And like, you know, Banner's like, yeah, man, that journal article came out like 
seven years ago. What's going on? Well, we've been in the lab for eight. Like, yeah, our lab is in our garage. We don't get the we don't have that subscription right now. Like, yeah, like they can get they're 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 maybe as smart, but they have a lot less of the like structure and a lot more like cardboard and duct tape sort of stuff going on. Although, okay, here's the interesting thing. You know what, though? They're discovering what? it. It took them about you know a, a few years to figure this out, right? Sure. Because like, they had like five, five years or so right. to... Think about this, though, James. Yeah. They leave their timeline in 2018. Right. Right? Okay. They take five years to figure this out, which takes them to 2023. Mm-hmm. Before they figure out the time and go back to where they were and start this whole time loop situation, right? Uh, Are you following me? I'm following you. The, the, I just want to check something real quick. Twenty nineteen, twenty twenty. Hold on, twenty twenty three. Yes. Okay. Yep. I'm with you. So, if you think about it, they are. This is one of those things of like weird simpatico. There's two different types of time travel needing to happen at the same time situation. They effectively take five years to figure out what Tony Stark figured out in like an evening. Right. But right. they do this at the same time, basically. Right. Because 2023 is when Endgame has their time travel and when they would basically effectively finish off their designs as well. Right. Um, now, it's I would. It's like, a, you know how uh, calculus was invented by two different people at yeah, basically the same yeah, time yeah. with no collaboration? Yeah. yeah. Now, I would argue that maybe it took them longer because at the very least, uh, they tell. Uh, they tell Stark about the quantum realm and like stuff like yeah. that beforehand. So then he has a lot right. more tools to, to work with. So like right. they had to figure out all of that stuff from the get go. You right. know, when did you become an expert in the quantum realm this afternoon? Right. And, and for them, it was like these last five years. Um, right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I'm sure they also probably explored so many other options before they even got there too. So there's also well, that to consider. Plus they were in a different uh, uh, solar system. That's also a good point. So, yeah. like the Wi-Fi would be like spotty. Yeah, exactly. They they're on Facetime going. I'm sorry. He he figured out what Hulk turned into a gravy. <laughs> I, I mean, not Hulk. I meant uh, Ant Man. Sorry, it, bruh. Yeah. It. <laughs> sorry. Did did Banner just say bruh? I'm so confused. <laughs> uh, yeah. No. Okay. But anyway, so the whole point though is that like it's just really interesting to me that we've like we bring in these little elements, I guess, to maybe yeah. have people go, "Hey, remember Endgame that just happened?" Right. Eh. Eh. Did it's you like Marvel? Did you like? Did that? you like it when they went through the quantum realm? Yeah. Would uh, you like some more? Of that? Would you like some more of that? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it is exactly what that feels like, which is very funny to me. Quantum um, realm. Mm, okay. We can workshop that one a little bit, I think. Um, oh, is that not okay? Yeah, it's it, no, it's it's fine. It's fine. Listen, we'll we'll get there. We'll get there. No, but like <laughs> it's just uh, it's kind of more like a con uh quant um realm, you know. Oh, I, okay, yeah, yeah. Where you're like, uh, yeah, sure, you can use that, I guess. Colin, you're you're definitely one of the realm ones, and I appreciate you for that. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, that's good. Uh, 
All right, that was that was our one more though, so we're not gonna go past that. Yep, that was um, it. Yep. But I don't know. I just I it's it is a fascinating scene and bit. Uh, yeah. And also, I want to point out that like this is there's a fascinating segment of this, right? Mm-hmm. Which is that we've been talking about this for a long time of the idea of Deke has been around for a while, although for you the listeners, you haven't seen him as much as he is in the show. Right. Um, but he is to me insufferable nearly the entire time. <laughs> to uh-huh. some people, they kind of grew on to him pretty quickly. Um yeah. and it's not until the last right few here. episodes of this season of the ending of the show, really, before they really start to kind of like finally redeem him, you know? Uh, And then this is supposed to be that moment where you, if you're still not on board with Deke, that you're hopefully going to be like, you know what? Maybe he's not such a bad guy after all. If you like him after he does this, cool, great. He's redeemed himself. If you don't, He's left in an entirely different timeline that we're never going to return to. So either exactly. way, so either way, like you know, it's not going to matter because like you don't have to see him anymore. You know exactly. But like, it's it's also so funny to me the way that he sees this and he's like almost trying to use this as a flex, right? Like, I don't know how to describe this, but like. Again, it's supposed to be this, like, I'm making this grand gesture, but the way is like, uh, twist my arm, why don't you? Like, I guess I've got to be the one to do it. Right. Um, and I do also understand, though, that he, it's just the way he, the, the character, you know, chooses to be like, this is who I am, you know, like, right. this is how I say everything, whatever, um, or how I treat other <clears throat> people, I guess. But, like, at the end of the day, like, he is the logical answer. Sure, he he is absolutely, and like, I mean, think about what he. It's so it's. Listen, listen. There's there's been lots and lots of literature about how this episode is just like Charles Dickens's book, A Tale of Two Cities. But um, I'm just gonna hmm. beat that dead horse again a little bit more. And he's making a sort of sacrifice, where if he didn't, and he just let. You know, think of the sliding doors, the sliding quantum realms of the situation where he lets. Susa, do you know, Dusa, the thing some, um, no, but let he lets Susa stay in the other timeline, and he goes back, and he's like, "This is my chance with Daisy," like he could do that, and like the new love interest would be in another timeline. So like, am I the next best thing? Blah blah. blah. But he's like, "I'm not gonna do that because I've grown as a person," etc. But he's also like, I know there are lots of reasons for me to stay here. I've been, you know, they've put, popped little lines in in the past, like four or five episodes of, you know, I actually wouldn't mind staying in the 80s. I, you know, the 80s aren't so bad. If we didn't have to, whatever, I'd stay in right. the 80s, whatever. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's a little bit of a, you know, don't throw me into the briar patch sort of situation where it's like, I guess I'll stay here where I'm incredibly popular and tour with Twisted Sister and such and such. Like that. Right. <laughs> I, I also think of it like this, right? Because like what I will say character development wise, right, is that he's very much been like, a, oh, I'm all about Daisy, right? But right. Daisy has made it clear that she is not at all about Deke, right? Right. But then when he sees him, you know, that she is all about someone, he's like, well, I can't split that up. Like, right. 
I I do want her to be happy, and I can see that she's happy with this guy. He's gonna try and do this big grand gesture, but like, no, he need like let the let the let the hero have like a happy ending kind of thing, right? Right. Yeah. Um. So it's like, okay, I'm gonna do this nice thing to make sure that he doesn't do this like big self sacrifice thing because he doesn't need to. Um. He also, even understand electricity. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, the other thing to consider though is that he is also a man out of time yeah right exactly uh i mean they both are but like he is a guy who is from an alternate timeline which is also he's not from even the this future timeline. right that's true he's, yeah. he's from the future but again also an alternate timeline yeah. technically correct right yeah, yeah, yeah. so he's from an alternate timeline um future or an alternate future timeline i guess rather right but the other thing that i think is also the reason why i think he knows he's the one that makes sense is because uh, there are no stories from his parents, right? Right, about him being with his grandparents or anything like that, right? Like, right. there's no anything there, right? So right. I think there's this kind of moment of realization of like, if he goes with them, then he offsets the timeline, right? So, right. He is like, okay, but if I stay here, I'm back effectively to where I should be, which is out of their main right. time period. Right. Um, right. And puts me back into the spot of then when they do see me again, I'll be just a wee baby. Right. A grandchild being brought forth. And um, if, uh, you know, in a couple of years I happen to make a mess on the living room rug, they'll go easy on me. Yeah, exactly. Because they go, oh, that deke. He was such yeah. a great guy. And they go, what do you mean he was a great guy? He's, he's a baby. And they're like, oh, I mean, ha, ha, ha. Anyway, don't question that. <laughs> um, you know, but uh, yeah, I don't know. So I think that there's there's a whole bunch of reasons for him to be there. But also, like, the ending for him there where they're like, so, so are you in charge now? Yeah. Is very deep, right? Yeah. Because, right. like. He goes again. We're not there yet, but he goes from the future to the present day, and starts this whole business venture and starts trying to reinvent things that haven't technically come out yet or whatever. Because he's just trying to take credit, and because he knows these scientific things, he's taking credit for stuff. Going, yeah, okay, right. I'm using my knowledge of the future to, for my success. Right, same right. thing that he does with the music in the '80s. Right, he can do that same thing here too, and still get the attention that he loves and craves. Right. But, like, you know, he can be a leader and, like, have people listen to him and also maybe now be at least a little bit more mature about it and have growth. Right. And knowing secrets from the future about, like, security and, like, who can we trust and stuff like that. For sure. Major. Like, major yeah. insight. I mean, you have to, you have to, of course, treat that with a little bit of a grain of salt because you don't want to get being a, in a good John Garrett timeline and... I mean, clearly we just killed John. Like, it's fine. Right. But like, for instance, a timeline where so-and-so can be trusted, but you're used to a, a timeline where they can't be trusted because you don't know the, you know, the ripples and waves that have affected their right. life. Anyways. Yeah. For um, sure. Yeah. Well, shall we do a bit of an Avengers Ensemble? Yeah, let's do that. All right, cool. Avengers Ensemble. 
I have a one sentence in the comics that I'm just going to do oh. when I talk about Fitz. Okay. It's just a, it's cool. just sort of like a almost like self-mental. So Brandon Gamble is played by a person named Stephen Bishop. And it's what's weird is there's a musician named Stephen Bishop who sings all of the really false great falsetto songs on the Animal House soundtrack. Mm. Um so it was weird when I was like, wait. Same is, guy? Is that it's not the same guy? Uh so let's start off really strong. Uh, Stephen Bishop was on one episode of The Mentalist. Hell yeah! He was also in Moneyball, which uh, people told me was a great movie, it's a and good I watched movie. it, and it's so good. It's math plus Brad Pitt, and like, can it get better? I submit that it cannot. I actually think genuinely that like I, I like Jonah Hill in funny roles. I yeah. actually love him in that movie. Yep, he's excellent. He's, he's excellent. The two of them are a, an incredible pair, actually. Yep. yep. It's a good-ass movie, yeah. For sure. Um, uh, He was in The Town uh, and Hancock, which uh, is a superhero cool. movie, technically. Um, And one episode of Lost. Hancock so sure was a movie, strong. huh? I don't, I've never seen it. Oh, you um, haven't? Yeah, no. I'm going to give you a hint. Not missing anything. I've, I've never had the inclination to. Um. Uh, let me let me just watch Point Break before I watch Hancock. That's my next like I'll get to it eventually sort of uh, movie. Interesting. Okay. Um. So, uh, Victoria Hand, normal aged, current aged, not young or 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 anything. Victoria Hand is played by a uh, an actress named Rachel Shank, which does sound like she's a supervillain in uh in like a nineteen eighties uh cartoon, but uh Rachel Shank. Uh, it's like Rachel with an E at the end of it, Rochelle. Mm-hmm. Um, she was in a TV movie called How I Met Your Murderer, which I really appreciate because, yeah. And then the one right before that, she was in a short film called Sexy Scrooge, which hmm. I'm going to be thinking about sort of the logistics of doing doing that. And it's S, it's Scrooge spelled normally and yeah. not like Scrooge. Right. So it's yeah, but I will say that that's that's a bold statement. Yeah, right. Because to say like, that that Scrooge isn't already sexy. Exactly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> hubba hubba neezer. All right. <laughs> ba hubba. hubba. Yeah. Um. This is my sorry. island in the sun. Woo! Sorry. <laughs> Just all the time. Uh. He was. She was in four episodes of Legion and one episode of Lucifer. Hmm. Um, here's a fun story. I was looking for the actress that played Grace Mulcahy, who is a an Irish agent of Shield, that got one line about how this package was kept in her basement. Uh-huh. But it was it was wonderful because we love an Irish accent, and uh, I couldn't find her. And I was like, she had a full name, and she contributed to the plot. Why isn't she here? I forgot that the "Hi, we're the Agents of Shield, and here's the people that we are" was in episode twelve. So I I jumped back to episode twelve and looked. There she was. So she is played by an actress named Cassandra Ballard or Ballard, um, which is a lot of A's um, and a lot of S's and some L's. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was in one episode of American Horror Story, among other sort of non nerdy stuff. Okay. Then we get to the old man, who is one of those people that it's like, 
boy, I've sure seen him in some stuff. And I was really hoping for him having been in like one of the 1970s Captain America movies or that whatever. That would be cool, yeah. Um, and like, you know, oh, I, I'm, I'm, you know, like the it's a callback to that, and uh, you know, it's like only it's like a deep, deep cut, but um. Sadly, no, but he has been in a lot of things. His name is Bill Cobbs, and uh, we'll get some trivia out of the way. He is often confused with actor Bill Cosby, and here's how you can... I, at first, I was like, because they're old black men? That's ridiculous. It's because their names are Bill Cosby and Bill Cobbs. Here's how you can tell the difference. Bill Cobbs... Never... <laughs> is not uh, infamous for... Um, horrible actions to women um so but here's the thing he was in a movie called vampires in venice which it you know the story basically tells itself um he was a regular on the uh matthew perry show go on which was about uh therapy group therapy it was good um he was in the first uh the muppets movie not the muppet movie Mm, the muppets the movie written by jason siegel uh, he was in Night at the Museum's Do one. Do you know who he was in that? Uh, he, I don't. Let me look it up real quick. Okay. I'm trying to think of who he could be. So I'm just trying to think of every human that I saw in that movie. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Because other than cameos, I feel like there weren't a lot. Right. It wasn't. Yeah. It's not like, oh, man. And Bill Cobbs had a cameo. Bill Cosby? No. Bill Cobbs, he had a cameo. Bill Cosby. Bill Cobbs has a cameo, and it is uh, $25. That's a cameo joke. All right, let's see. That was 2011. He was uh, Grandfather. Grandfather. Beloved character, Grandfather. Um, let's see. Okay. He, <laughs> he was uh, in Night at the Museum's 1 and 3. He was in one episode of Star Trek Enterprise. He was in the movie A Mighty Wind. He was in one episode of The West Wing, one episode of The Sopranos, two episodes of the 1997 version of The Outer Limits. He was in I Still Know What You Did Last Summer. Oh. I believe he was one. Of, he was the caretaker of the resort that they uh, won the trip to. Um, he was in the original Air Bud. Ooh. And I didn't look it up, but I'm like, he's just the kind of person that might have said the classic line. Mm. But... I didn't look it up. Uh, he played Del Paxton in That Thing You Do. Uh, the main character is Jazz Idol uh, that okay. he finally gets to meet at the end of the movie, which is where I know him from primarily. Uh, he was in the movie Ed, which is another sports movie where an animal plays sports. It is Matthew Matt LeBlanc uh, playing baseball with a chimpanzee, uh, presumably named right. Ed. Right, yeah. yes. Yeah. I was like, I don't think I know this movie, but the second you yeah. said chimpanzee, I was like... Damn, yep. yes, I did. You saw it perfectly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, he was in Demolition Man as an older version of one of the characters, presumably Wesley Snipes, though not necessarily Wesley Snipes. Uh, he was in The Bodyguard. Uh, he oh. was in The People Under the Stairs, which I've never seen, but when I was going to the movie theater to go see Jurassic Park and and like Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey and stuff with my mom, that was right around the time The People Under the Stairs had uh, posters up. And they scared the crap out of me just by being the posters, the people under the stairs with a skull over a house. And I don't know what the movie's about. I don't know anything about it, but it still, I still am like, 
uh, kind of like the movie Arachnophobia, where I'm like, so it's just like lots of spiders? Or like, what's going on? <laughs> and then finally, uh, he was in New Jack City also with Wesley Snipes. That shouldn't um, be funny. Sorry. Just... <laughs> now, you may be asking yourself, Bill Cobb's how long career surely James isn't going to do a TM TM TM. <laughs> That's where you're wrong, Colin wrong again. He has two trademarks. Uh, he often plays characters older than he is in real life, which is kind of a, a fun thing to Interesting. be n- n- renowned for. And he has a deep resonant voice, which I think we can all agree about. That's true. Uh, for, and then this is one other piece of trivia about Bill Cobbs. For the aged post-apocalyptic look of Steel in 1999's Superman vs. the Terminator comics, mm-hmm. Cobbs' likeness was used for that uh, hmm. that cool. image. It's kind of cool. Um, which means, uh, as you know, that he is pre-cast if they make that movie. That's a joke. Um, he's No one's pre-cast. Um, woof. All right. Then finally, our guy... Leo Fitz, Leopold Fitz, played by, I'm going to take a stab at this, Ian DeKaystecker. Um, I'm pretty sure I-A-I-N is Ian, but it could be John. Who knows? Things are weird. <laughs> he pl- <laughs> he plays uh, Leo Fitz in 126 episodes of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., one episode of Ultimate Spider-Man, and one episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Slingshot. And then the other credit that I saw that I recognized as something that also was sort of nerdy is he does the voice of Fillion McCarthy in Assassin's Creed 3. And um, finally, a quick in the comics for Leo Fitz while Colin tries to think of Fillion McCarthy in Assassin's Creed 3. Leo Fitz is in 20 Marvel comics, uh, but they are mostly uh, uh, S.H.I.E.L.D., from 2014 and agents of shield from 2016 based on his existing character in the MCU, uh, which is interesting, which is interesting how Marvel wiki puts that because technically it's not, but you know, it's like what we said before. Um, agents of shield 2016 was a, uh, a comic in the civil war two, um, event. So, um, or at least, you know, when I looked it up to see what year it happened, it was branded the hell out as civil war two, you know, tie in. But that, <coughs> but that is my uh, Avengers Ensemble, um, a quick in the comics, and all of my notes. All right, everyone, thanks for joining us here on this episode of Timeline Scavengers. Uh, we will see you all again for another episode very, very soon. As always, I'm Colin Parker. I'm James Anderson. Colin! Colin, you're here! Oh, thank God. Thank God you're here. Yes, and obviously we all know that the secret to fixing this whole situation is an Excelsior. Oh. Here's the thing.
My name is Trevor Collins, and I love the unknown. I'm Alfredo Diaz, and I'm easily frightened. This is The Red Web, a podcast all about unsolved mysteries, true crime, conspiracies, and the supernatural. Each episode, Trevor sets out to scare me half to death, dropping little nightmares like it's no big deal. Pretty much every episode features a new mystery left to be solved. We will discuss the timelines and the facts of each case, along with popular theories that attempt to explain what's going on. Alfredo will be bringing speculation and questions as he hears these stories for the first time. Man, tons of stuff. Like, what's the hidden purpose of this website? Who's been leaving clues to an endless puzzle and why? What happened to the man in the dark suit we discussed earlier? And is this world really going to end in September? Trevor, you can't keep doing this to me, man. <laughs> the thing is, I can. And that's what we do here. And if you love unsolved mysteries like I do, and certainly like Alfredo does, subscribe to Red Web today wherever you listen to podcasts.